Thank you, Bill. I want to begin by sharing a few things with you. And one of the things I literally want to share with you are, are some little booklets. And so after the service this afternoon or evening, if you have kids with you or you have kids you're going to go to and you want to give a gift to them regarding Christ, I have a little booklet for you. It's, it's a fun book. It's called When Santa Learned the Gospel. And maybe this is for you. This is a little fictional story about truth and about what if Santa came and talked with or heard the gospel. And I I think this will be a fun little book to share with your family or either if you're in this room or you want to give this to someone, we'd love for you to have that. There there was another Santa Claus. His name was St. Nicholas. He was a preacher of the gospel and he was a faithful, faithful preacher of that good news of which I'm going to tell you about right now. We all know that Christmas decorum includes things like trees and stars and candles, um, presents, and nativity scenes, angels, shepherds, silver bells, and babies. And a baby. It's the birth of Jesus that we celebrate. Here's here's a picture of me with my my last baby. This is about 10 years ago. And this is Mary. Mary Noel. She was born in December. And so Noel means Christmas. So Merry Christmas Pats was born to us. And, and there I am in the hospital holding Mary, and I, I blessed her as a father, not just as a pastor. I just I held her, and I, I prayed with her. I did this with each of our kids, and I, I prayed with her, and I blessed her, and I asked the Lord. I put my hand on the child, and I said something, and I just cried out to God for him to work in her life. It reminds me of child dedications that we have at this come up and they're with their parents and I'll put my hand on their heads and not because I am special, but I'm reconciled to the Lord and ask that God would bless them through the word and by his Holy Spirit. I might say something like this. I'll put my hand on little Blair. Blair, may the God of all grace be upon you and make you a child of God and someday a woman of God to shine forth his goodness to all those who are around you. May you bless those who are in your life, your parents and your family with beauty that's from within and make you grow, may he grow you in holiness and happiness all the days of your life on this earth having surrendered fully to Jesus Christ in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's a blessing. We dedicate and we bless our children, invoking God, saying, God, please come and pour out your tender, loving kindness on our children. I enjoy being part of those blessings. And I want to point you to a blessing 
that you will want to be part of. If you're not already, and if you are already to just encourage your heart, because this is actually better than all of the fun, earthy things we'll enjoy for the rest of these next few days, if you have things that you're planning to do. This is way better, because it lasts forever. I want to point you to a blessing, and it's in Luke 1. Bill's been reading Luke 2. Let's go back to Luke 1. As Luke records the time of the Mary finding out she's pregnant and scared because she had never been with a man. Well, she had a cousin named Elizabeth who was also pregnant and old. She wasn't supposed to get pregnant. She was barren, she thought. It was a miracle child. And the father of this baby blesses his son with these words. Luke 1, 67, And Zechariah filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old. Get this? I mean, this is prophecy, just as Bill been sharing. Prophecies are being fulfilled here. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hands of all who hate us. To show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And then maybe he grabbed his baby and you. will be called the prophet. You'll be called the prophet of the Most High. And you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation to the people. And for the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercies of our God. Whereby the sunrise shall visit us on high. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Catch that? A man holds a child and says, you child, and he gives these significant blessings. What about this child? He'll be the prophet of the Most High. I didn't say that about Mary or Grace or Paul or Elijah or Barnabas, and you parents have not ever said that about your child but Zechariah did to his child. And he said more than that, as the Lord comes, you are going to prepare his ways and you will give knowledge of salvation to God's people and forgiveness of sins. And all of this is because of the tender mercies of God coming to earth in a really special way. And here's the special way it's coming. Another baby's coming. A sun will rise like a sunrise dawning in the sky. And it will come and it will light the paths of all those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. And they will see the light and they will be given peace like they could have never imagined. End of blessing. What a blessing. Could that be true of your child? You see, he was holding John the baptizer. He was the cousin of Jesus of Nazareth. He was, a mer as I said, a miracle birth. His mother Elizabeth being barren and old. 
And the angel said, he'll go before the Lord to get his people ready by telling them to repent of their sins, to believe that he's the real promised Messiah, and it will change everything. An angel said of this boy, this baby born from Zechariah, he will turn many children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will turn hearts of fathers to their children in a new way. He'll turn disobedient people to wisdom and righteousness. And he'll make ready and prepare a people ready to meet. And I want to say this to you, friends. I want to say it has come. He has been born already, and he lived, and he came, and he fulfilled his purpose, and he still lives, and he still reigns, and he will reign forevermore. Back to John, he held this baby and said, and you, child, and he said some amazing things. He said, you, child, you'll prepare the way, you will prepare the way as the Lord comes, and you will prepare his ways. Parents who desire to dedicate, grandparents who desire to dedicate their children to the Lord and bless their children, and maybe you'll do that this weekend with nieces and nephews or adopted aunts, adopted children or your grandchildren or with your children. And as you grab those children and you are a part of that blessing, you, you want to lean in and say, oh, God, would you please do this? Will you please include me in this? Will you include us in this? That God would do a work in my child's life? The blessing concerning John that I just read in, John, in Luke 1 is one that we all need to be part of. We need to lean in. We need to be part of this blessing. We need to let that blessing that came upon that boy 2,000 years ago like, just, he prepared the ways of the Lord. And I just, I challenge you, I encourage you to take Luke 1, and the end of Luke 1, you just go to the very end of this chapter and read it. And ponder these phrases. He prepared the ways of the Lord. What were the ways of the Lord? He is gentle. <coughs> he is gentle and lowly. And he welcomes you to come. He welcomes us to come. If you're here and you do not know the ways of the Lord yet, I welcome you to the ways of the Lord. He is gentle and lowly and forgiving and merciful. To all who come to him, will you have him this Christmas? He is the way of righteousness for those who are unrighteous. <clears throat> he is the way of hope for those who have no hope. He is the way for healing for those who are sick in the deepest way possible because of their sin or, and because of the impact of sin in this world and they're messed up. He is the way of true meaning and joy. Oh, I pray that you'll know the God that John the Baptist, this little baby, was destined to prepare the ways for. Do you know his ways firsthand and do you have knowledge of salvation and the forgiveness of sins that he was going to go and spread to the known world that as he was coming on the scene, this baby Jesus now become man. Jesus came to die for our sins. In obedience to a very loving father, his, our God, who promised this 
and promise that all who believe in the Son and repent of their sins and turn to Him and plead for mercy, He will grant it and make us with His family forever. Do you know the tender mercies of God? Do you know it? Oh, I pray that you'll know it firsthand. I'll pray that as you celebrate this Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and you move into the end of this year and go into New Year's, you will know the tender mercies of God firsthand. You'll know it because you'll say, I know that I'm forgiven because of His grace. And in knowing that He forgave me because I put my trust in Him and asked Him for forgiveness, I know that He wipes my sins clean and clean and he looks at me with favor and he loves me and that doesn't make me want to do more sinning it makes me want to follow him and love him see that's what he when we experience him firsthand he changes of God that gives you hope in the midst of all other chaos and difficulty the hope that when trials come you know that because he said it in his word that he will never leave you but will care for you and he'll be your helper in sickness and in health in life and in death do you know the tender mercies that way that's why Jesus came and that is what John the baptizer was preparing the way for do you know that the son has come far greater than any beautiful December 8.30 sunrise. It seems like it's 8.30 when it comes up. And it shines in December, and you see, because you don't see it most mornings, because it's cloudy every morning, and then you see that sunrise. It actually came up this morning. You saw light, and its glow is beautiful, and you're like, yes. Far greater than that is this sunrise came from on high, which is Jesus the one born in a manger who came in order to shine in your life, in your life that sometimes seems so grubby and so crummy and so difficult and so stressful and so unreal and so frustrating and so unfulfilled and so plagued with your own self. He shone in order to shine into your life, you who sit in darkness, which is the experience of every one of us. And we're in the shadow of death. We'll all experience it. This son, this Jesus, came to shine in our lives to change everything. This child came and shared with our flesh and blood. God became man. The one who made you and me became a baby. And he came and he humbled himself and took on our flesh in order that he could take on our sin. And in taking on our sin, taking on our punishment. And taking on our punishment, removing it. And taking over oh, the fear of death from us so that we can have full assurance that death no longer is our greatest enemy. Or it is, it was, but it's removed and destroyed and defanged. Jesus destroyed the fear of death, the power of death, and the works of Satan in our lives to all who put their trust in him. That is the good news that a father, in blessing his baby, said, Son, God told me 
that you're going to go and you're going to prepare a way for a greater son. Who will sh- and you're going to bring, as the end of the blessing says, you will bring a peace. You will guide us in the way of peace. I end with that. I want peace. I need peace. You want peace. You need peace. You and I don't have peace on our own. We can't create peace, and no one in your family can make that kind of peace that this son must for our lives. It is a peace that is what it includes a peace in my heart. Oh, I'm at peace with myself. I'm at peace and at rest. I'm not in inner turmoil. It includes that, but it includes more than that. It includes a peace that can trickle down into our hearts and our lives to give us peace with each other so that we as Christians can love each other and have peace with each other. It brings that peace. But you see, foundational to all that peace is a peace that comes when Jesus came to die so that he would get out in front of us so the punishment of our sinfulness would be taken on him so that we would have peace with God. So family, you are my friends. I welcome you in. Peace be with you. You have peace with me forever. And that is the promise. That is the son of Christmas. That's Jesus. You see, Jesus is the king. He is the risen king born in a manger. And that is why we sing songs like we're going to sing right now. And so I'm going to invite the team to come on up. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and earth. We're the earth side. Heaven's already doing that. Let heaven and earth sing. And heaven and nature, we're the nature part. We sing. Heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods and rocks and hills and plains repeat the sounding joy. Oh, Father, I pray that you would make this song, this familiar song of joy to the world, a song that rings out in our heart and goes through our mouths And we would express a faith, a joy, a confidence, a trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.